Ladies and gentlemen, kicking off the first stop on his world tour, our new president and prophet, Russell M. Nelson! You say you want some revelation, well here you go. It's gonna blow your freaking mind. This is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering podcast. Today's date is the 3rd of November, 2022. I have a special guest, D. Vase, from Mormon Movie Reviews. And this is uh, Mormon movies or something that I'm very into. D. Vase, welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, well, thank you for, uh, thank you so much for being on. I wanted to, uh, I wanted, you know, we talked yesterday about your site. And I really, really, uh, you know, would you de- would you describe it? What 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 your site is? I'll, I'll do a poor job, but the name of the sites on YouTube is Mormon Movie Reviews. Could you describe what 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 it's about for for people listening, please? I like to uh, look. I like to look at uh, 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 official church uh, videos of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, or unofficial or affiliated uh, uh, videos of the church and either review them in real time, meaning I'm doing basically a one man watch party where we'll watch the movie to, I will watch the movie and give my comments to it. Or if they're exceptionally long, sometimes I'll just uh, review part portions of them and I, you know, just give my thoughts, give my reviews, give my reflections. I, I've done uh, 52 movie reviews uh, thus far, but it's for, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it can be official church videos, but it can be unofficial ones as well. Right. And we were we were talking yesterday um, because I I was surprised, you know, there's a wide variety of Mormon LDS films that are in there from the what people would consider faith promoting to like Orgasmo you reviewed and uh, (laughs) Book of Mormon. And and I thought that was interesting. But what 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 has drawn you to Mormon movies? We talked about. I know what draws me, but can you articulate what draws you to these movies? The interest. Yeah, that's a really good question. First of all, you know, I just grew up with this genre of movies. You know, I remember, um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, we weren't even really allowed to watch TV, but we were allowed to watch a lot of uh, the Living Scriptures or Mormon, uh, you know, church-produced videos or family home evening supplements. And I just grew up with all of these movies, and they just—they're just a special place in my heart for. Um, um, all of these films. And so I just love going back and just opening up the, it's like a time portal back to my childhood for so many of these films. And that's why a lot of the Mormon movie reviews are a little bit older. I, I'm not technically, you, although I am reviewing some of the films that have come out recently, like uh, Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, Under the Banner of Heaven, The Manti Teo uh, Untold Story. Yes, I'm, I'm doing some contemporary stuff, but you know, a lot of my heart is in that uh, older, the older uh, movies. Right. And we were, you know, uh, the other interesting thing, because I had a misconception, I'm, I am also a fan of these movies. And I think yesterday when you when you touched on the going back to a, you know, a different time, I think maybe for me, I think that really hit home, especially now I find myself, I don't know, you know, uh, when I, 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 I wouldn't call myself active. But I do go to these movies when there are times of challenges. I've been watching a lot of them lately. What would you say? would be i'm not trying to put you on the spot but what's it what what are some of the signature lds films that you think are significant art for whatever reason artistically or they really capture an experience accurately what would you say are some of the most signature lds films 
Well, what I would say is, first of all, you have, um, you would have church, uh, there's, in my mind, there's really a couple of different types of films. So the most, uh, feature, you have feature length films, which are produced by the church, which are somewhat rare. So I would say like Meet the Mormons 2014, that's a, that's a, a centerpiece, legacy of one fold and one shepherd. Um, you know, some uh, uh, man's search for happiness. These are seminal, uh, you know, the, the first vision, the one that was shot in 1976 with uh, Stuart Peterson. These are the seminal and, and bedrock foundational church films. But then there's also a non-church produced film such as God's Army. That's not a church produced film. Obviously that that was uh, intending to try to be you know, somewhat mainstream. Not, not, I mean, it had a limited release, but still and you have the other side of heaven. So you have these, you know, uh, films that are pr produced by some, uh, you know, mid-level studios that are intended for a Mormon audience. So, um, you know, there's a couple of different types of films. Right. And, and you know, and I know like uh, you did Under the Banner of Heaven and and there are some with with a Mormon or an LDS theme, so to speak. I think, uh, you know, I've read about the film and Richard Dutcher who did God's Army, and you touched on that. And I and when we were talking yesterday, you touched on that. Still holding up to the test of the time accurately. I was never on a mission, um, but you, I, I believe you were. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. a return missionary. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just watched uh, Brigham City, uh, oh. uh, Richard Dutcher's 2001 movie just today. I watched the whole movie today. I'm going back and, and, and reviewing all of those old Richard Dutcher uh, films. Yeah, I'm a return missionary for sure. I uh, that 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 Brigham City is one. Of, that's I think that's another great film. Um, but you know, Richard Dutcher, he's actually in a couple of history books about Mormonism. You know, he played a key role, I guess, in what they call the Renaissance, or was it Mormon cinema? There was a there, there seemed to be a buildup. Um, right around the time of God's Army and the single wars. Are you familiar with the time I was talking about when it, it seemed like after Dutcher, there was going to be a whole genre called Mormon cinema? Yeah, he's the God, you know, his nickname is the Godfather of Mormon cinema. And it really started with God's Army in 2000. He followed that up, with, which was very successful. He followed that up in 2001 with Brigham City, which was also successful. And then you had a lot of spinoffs, as you just mentioned, like uh, the Singles Ward in 2003, or the RM, which I also just mm -hmm. reviewed, or uh, Charlie, uh, which was made, you know, from Jack Whalen's book. All those were in the 2002-2003 uh, timeframe, uh, Baptists at Our Barbecue. All those films are part of that wave, the first wave of Mormon cinema, which was trying to make feature length films, which would appeal to a mostly LDS audience. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember every single one of those titles. Uh, and I think there was a basketball one in there, too. Church League, I think. <laughs> um, church, church ball. Yeah, church, church ball. ball. But, um, you know, Charlie, I didn't even think of that movie when we were talking yesterday. Did that ever have crossover appeal? Because that seemed like it would. No, well, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes for Charlie, it's 20% on, it's funny because I actually just reviewed uh, Charlie just a short time ago. The Rotten Tomatoes on it is 20%, but the audience score is uh, uh, like 85%. And when you see that kind of a divide in the Rotten Tomatoes, it's telling you that it has a narrow appeal. Like Meet the Mormons in 2014 had a 70 point Rotten Tomatoes spread. When you have that kind of a spread, it means that the only people who like this movie are typically faithful Latter-day Saints and that it did not achieve mass appeal. Okay. Okay. And, and that was like what we were talking about yesterday. And, you know, 
what what what's your opinion on you know a resurgence or or you know a part two a sequel to that mormon cinema revival do you see that as a possibility or is that unrealistic expectation it's it's every i yearn in my heart that it that it would be that we'd be able to go back to really the golden age which is right around that time of 2000 but the problem is is you had films like uh like take the other side of heaven for instance which um you know uh, depicts uh john uh, groberg's uh, mission to uh, tonga in what was that like the i don't know the 19 late 1950s right that was picked up disney that was a disney film produced by Disney, starring Anne Hathaway right before she did uh, The Princess Diaries and before she really went global. And it had, you know, a full a Hollywood budget. We're talking about a budget of, I think it was $7 million, which is actually the highest budget for any Mormon film of all time is The Other Side of Heaven. And um, it didn't even recoup its, its money. It, it lost millions. So when studios are taking a look at some of the films that, um, you know, and, and remember The Other Side of Heaven, he never says the word Mormon in that film. It's, right. it's implied that he's Mormon, but it was trying to just be a Christian. They're, they're, they were trying to make it have a wider appeal by not having the Mormon elements so front and center. So mm -hmm. they tried to just basically Christianize it. And when that film falls flat on its face, being distributed on, I don't know, like 1,500 theaters, and it only made $3 million. Think about Avatar. Think about think about uh, Avengers Endgame. Those are $3 billion, not $3 million. Right. So, I mean, w w when a studio is looking at what has been done in Mormon cinema in the past, and they've seen, uh, like, Orgasmo, you mentioned Orgasmo, that mo that movie, it lost money. When you see a film time and time again, even uh, Richard Dutcher's, the other, uh, his sequel to God's Army, lost money. Even the great Richard Dutcher, it's very hard to make any money in Mormon cinema. And that's why it's going to be very, very hard for a revival to take place because it does not have a mass appeal. And as the percentage of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints goes down over time in comparison to the U.S. population and the world population, it, the challenge is becoming more severe, not less. Yeah, that's, you know, all those are, you know, those are fantastic points. And I agree with all of them, unfortunately, you know, because like you, I want to see it happen. And I have a tendency to do confirmation bias on this topic. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, 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 I get everything you're saying. Here's my hope. And it's I'm a I'm a huge movies fan just movies as an artistic expression and i and i i have a feeling we we share that you know um and i i think that it's just an opinion it's a, it's a prediction but i think movies are going to go the way of music in other words the big studio days just like the big music studio days are coming to an end a lot of movies per se i i see people doing just like they're doing their own music in their home studio i mean the things that i can do with animation here um and perhaps maybe you know somebody with something to say a kid some college kids will do an independent movie that's probably the best we can hope for uh, you know, given what you said, but you know, you're right. It, it's, it seems like a bygone era. And what, what do you, is there anything, I mean, for people like us, that what fills the void? Just keep going back and watching the same ones over and over again? Well, that's, that's the thing. Um, that's the thing, Will, is that if you go to like on the Hard to Find Mormon movie channel, there's mm -hmm. 800 uh, movies on the Hard to Find Mormon channel. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of other movies that are not even on that channel. There's probably in the neighborhood of 1500 
Mormon related movies that have ever been made. I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but that that's probably a number that is probably somewhere in the ballpark. Now, how many will how many of those 1500 movies have you actually watched? A good point. That What's that? I said good point. <laughs> I bet you I bet you haven't even watched 200 of them. I'm just I'm going out on a limb and 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 I maybe I have I certainly haven't watched 1500 of them. So there's still plenty of movies out there that are diamonds in the rough that are gems that and for me it's kind of the joy in the journey. I want to find those great movies. I want to like for instance in my channel I just reviewed Children of Promise which is a truly crazy film strip that was released back in 1980 that included audio that went along with that. It is a, an, an insane ride to watch Children of Promise. And for me, I, I, I'm always just hunting out there for where is the next gem? Where is the next movie? Because um, there's a lot of just, you know, obviously the church produced a lot of just faith promoting, you know, do your home teaching, pay your tithe, nothing to see here. There's nothing too interesting about them. But there's just gems out there to be found, and I want to find them all. Yeah, and, and very good point because um, your you've I just checked your site. It said, "Am I correct? You have uh, the count on your site fifty one movies so far. Is that accurate that you reviewed?" Yeah, I've done fifty one movies. My my goal, I see. The thing is, like I said, well, there's maybe fifteen hundred Mormon related movies, but I don't think all of them are actually really worth reviewing. Mm -hmm. I think that. The probably around uh, 300 movies that are probably worth reviewing. You know, there's some movies out there that I don't have very much to offer um, as far as commentary is concerned. I don't think that I can really do much for a viewer. I don't think I'm going to be generating any very good content. And so I'm not going to review those. I'm going to concentrate on the movies that I think that I'll have something to say and something to offer and that people hopefully would be interested in. Okay. You know, the other thing on, on that you've done that I found fascinating is that – you you've and you've kind of broke down all the finances and it it, it is amazing to see that okay what besides god's army has there been a profitable mormon movie um yes the the uh the most profitable uh mormon movie is oh, oh i sorry i don't have that off the top of my head i i i can't remember which one it is now um yeah there have been uh, uh profitable movies uh you know what we're live here i gotta look i got no problem here. ticket I, is it work in the glory because i always thought work in the glory might have made money oh you know um uh look, look, let me look it up here no sorry. no problem no sweat this is this is important to me. So yeah, what is the most profitable Mormon movie? And I think you're right. I think it is the Work in the Glory. Let me see here. Uh, work in the Glory. Yes, Work in the Glory had a budget of three point three million dollars and it grossed seven point five. So hey, good call. Yes, wow. Work in the Glory, most profitable Mormon movie probably that's ever been made. Now we don't know what the budget, by the way, of Meet the Mormons 2014 was. Um, so it could be Meet the Mormons 2014 because they probably didn't pay the actors. That was the officially uh, produced church film. And uh, that grossed like somewhere in the neighborhood of six, seven million. So it might it is one of those two is certainly on top if we don't include the Book of Mormon musical. Right, right. And, and that would be, uh, you know, and the Book of Mormon musical, correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, all the quote profit combined. Uh, doesn't even come close to what the Book of Mormon musical is made. Is that an accurate statement? 
Right. If you combine every single Mormon movie that has ever been made and the gross earnings and you combine them together, then uh, the Book of Mormon musical is grossed like six hundred million dollars. And all of the Mormon movies together don't equal that unless, Will, there is one caveat to that. Mm -hmm. And that is the I, my 25th uh, Mormon movie review is the Mormon Temple Endowment film. Now, technically, if you think about it, the Mormon Temple Endowment film, it requires 10 percent of your income to be able to watch that movie. <laughs> so if you actually if you actually think. If you actually think about it, Will, yeah. that movie stands truly alone on top of every box office. It crushes Avengers Endgame. It crushes Titanic. There's because if you nobody. think about all the, all the millions of people who have paid 10% to be able to watch that movie, yes. that, movie, that movie stands alone and will never be dethroned as the uh, all-time earner. That is a very astute point. Um, I would say it's earned more than the GDP of some countries, actually. You know, if you really, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Now, when you say temple, are you, you're talking, are you, which one are you talking? Then is this a new one that they're, that they're, I've, it's, I've been out of the loop. So well, actually, you, I'll encourage you to go back to my episode 25 where I do okay. a view of the more. Uh, the, the Mormon Temple Endowment movie. There's been, it depends on how you write it up, but there's been seven uh, Mormon and Temple Endowment movies right. in some way, shape, or form. The last one was released in 2014, but then it was updated right. um, in 2019 uh, due to various factors, such as the fact that the producer, uh, Sterling Van Wagner, was uh, Correct. ended up guilty to child sex abuse. That was probably one reason that it was uh, changed around, although that is a speculation, but yeah. Well, that's and that's that's what I was going to talk to you about, because there, I, I believe that was one thing. And I, there's all kinds of palace intrigue with that movie. So, um, you know, I was just curious what version um, of that 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 you were. So you're review. Are you reviewing the 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 the, the one that got pulled version, the, the prior the 2019 version? Well, I basically did uh, an all in one. Uh, there's seven different versions. Of oh, the film by I see. I got it. It depends on how you divide it up. For instance, there's a 1988 version and a 1990 version. Those versions have the exact same dialogue. I count those as one version, although I can certainly see why some people would count that as two different versions because they had two different actors. They had two different sets of actors. I personally count that as one. Okay, okay. And the original uh, version also that was shot, the very first Mormon Endowment movie, that was shot, um, that was shot in English back in 1953, well, it was reshot again. And, um, you know, uh, the, the following year in different languages, do you count that as a different version because it has a different cast? I personally don't. So, like I said, it, it depends on how you divide it. Got it. Well, that's that's I mean, it, I find what's fascinating is all the research you do this. I mean, you know, walk me through just and, and people listening, you know, how much research just goes into just a typical episode. Well, you know, it just really depends on what type of a film it is that we're talking about. Because if you're reviewing the singles war, it doesn't take necessarily that much research to do a singles war. You certainly need to know your, your stuff. And I would say that a singles ward review could be done in um, around five to ten hours. But like the most difficult review that I've done would be for Legacy, for instance, 1993. That was shown in the Visitor Center, uh, the Joseph Smith Field, uh, Visitor Center in Temple Square mm -hmm. and in some other Visitor Center. That review took me between 20 and 30 hours to complete. And it's one of my longest reviews because it is full of church history. Right. Uh, they're going from. They're going to Quincy. They're going to Clay County. There's the Huntsville Massacre. They're at Independence, Missouri. They're in, uh, you know, Nauvoo. They're they're all over the place. I mean, the amount I, you, I really need to understand what's happening in the film 
And so I really needed to review every portion of that church history, which took me about 30 hours. That was a two week process for me to crank out that review. So it really just depends. You know, I, I reviewed recently uh, the bridge, which is a short, it's only about 10 minutes long. There's no real research that necessarily needs to be done too much in a short that's only 10 minutes long. Um, so it really depends on the movie as to how much research is necessary. Now, has there ever, do you know, I'm just kind of curious and I'm not trying, I, I, this just came to me. Um, has there ever been a movie that maybe the church either backed, supported, and then later is kind of had to back away from just because of what, for whatever reason, I'm not aware of one. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not aware of any movies out there, but are you aware of any movies that the church might've oh. been a part of and puts backed away of from? Uh, yeah, for take, for instance, Johnny Lingo, for instance. Okay. 19, 1969. So th that movie appeared on the church's uh, website all the way up until just a couple of years ago. It was tagged as faith promoting, divine worth, marriage. It, you know, it was, it, was, it was made by Brigham Young University, by the BYU uh, Motion Picture Studio, which is basically the church's arm at the time of making films. And now it, on YouTube, if you put Johnny Lingo up on YouTube, the church will come out and copyright strike it. So yes, the church made that video and they took it down. If you think about uh, another review that I did, which was called Journey to Become, which was put out by LDS, uh, the LDS Philanthropies, the video department of the LDS Philanthropies department, that video was also taken down by the church and has been copyright striked and is only available on uh, the Wayback Machine on Internet Archive. So yeah, there's been plenty of films that the church has, has put out that they've uh, fought better of later and that they um, don't promote them or will actively uh, try to copyright strike people from taking them down because they have not aged well. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, in everybody's defense, you know, I mean, I mean, there, there are things I did 30 years ago that just don't age well. So, I mean, I could, yeah, I could understand that, you know, um, where do you think, you, you know, this is, you're, you're a young person, you're interested in filmmaking. And you go to BYU or, you know, I mean, and you want to, you want to have, a, you want to be a filmmaker, but you want to make different kind of films, you know, um, do, do you think that path exists for faith promoting films or is it, I mean, like we talked about it yesterday, is it just the, you know, a phenomenon happening with LDS films or do you see this with other faith films that they're really just not holding up well? Well, I don't know. If you think about like the Chosen series, that's extremely popular. You know, that's a, that's really kind of a global series. Um, and, uh, you know, I, honestly, uh, well, I'm really probably the wrong person to ask that. You know, I'm supposed to be the Mormon movie re review critic, but I have no film credentials. I didn't go yeah. to uh, film school. I don't have I didn't go to film critique school. I really am not qualified to be doing what I'm doing. But the problem is, is that the people who are qualified, they're not going to do what I what, in my opinion, really needs to be done. So, you know, all I can say is that Mormon cinema has time and time again showed whether it's the best two years, whether it's the, uh, you know, any film that is attempted, whether it's uh, Saints and Soldiers, that they made a trilogy of Saints and Soldiers, or whether it's the work and the glory, you're going to have a very narrow appeal, and you're only going to be able to uh, appeal to the Jello belt. And as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as the fervency of its members, as the percentage of members with regards to the total uh, movie-going population decreases, it, it is going to be increasingly an uphill battle for LDS filmmakers to try to make 
faith promoting films that are not produced by the church that are going to turn a profit. I, I agree with you. You know, um, Rich, we were talking about Richard Dutcher. There was one time he was conducting a clinic for people that wanted to, you know, be independent filmmakers in the space. And he talked to him how to finance it. But you, you don't see him doing that anymore. In fact, it's been a long time since Dutcher's made a movie. So um, talk about, you know, as we're winding things down, we, we've got uh, Mormon Movie Reviews, which is on YouTube. Uh, talk about, you know, uh, your plans for that and some of the other things you're doing. Just, you know, plug whatever it is you want to plug, basically. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, first of all, for Mormon movie reviews, my goal is to review every single Mormon re Mormon film and Mormon-related film that has ever been done that is worth reviewing. And I think that that number is somewhere around 300. Afterwards, I will only respond to, you know, the movies that are uh, the documentaries and things that are brought up uh, year upon year, which obviously there's several that are brought up every year. But that is my goal for Mormon movie reviews. My, uh, number two, I run a podcast. It's called the Mormon News Roundup, where we look, uh, kind of take a humorous look at uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other Mormon-related entities every week and see what's going on in the world of Mormonism. So I've been doing that podcast now. I guess we've got about 40 episodes of that podcast under our belt. So I guess those are the projects that I'm working on. Weren't you you telling me you were going to have somebody on this weekend on that podcast? Matter of fact, we're going to have a Radio Free Mormon who is uh, probably one of the most famous. Uh, he's basically the OG of uh, Mormon podcasting. Um, his podcast is probably the most listened to Mormon podcast outside of the church's official podcast. And he's going to be on this Sunday. So that is uh, for, for us, that is uh, a banner day. That is huge. And what I'll say about your site is that you're not, you know, with these movies, they're, they're depending on where people fall. And I understand this, there's always a reluctance to, to bring up certain things, but you review the movies and you talk about all the subjects, good, bad, or indifferent. And I think what you're doing is really very important. And I, I just thank you for doing it. I, I love these movies and I love that you're taking them seriously, that you're doing the research and you're not shying away from some of the peculiarities in some of these. So well, I, I yeah, love I recently it. Did a, I did a review of the church's uh, uh, film, which is called uh, Very Much Alive. And it, in my opinion, it is the only uh, really fit church film that really touches on abortion. It's a very difficult film, uh, was a very difficult film for me to review, A, because I'm a male, mm -hmm. two, I, I don't health experience. I, I really don't have much experience in abortion, but it, it was a huge anti-abortion uh, film. And I reviewed that. It was a huge challenge for me. And, um, you know, am I the right person to make that review? I'm probably not, but the people who are supposed to be doing that review, they're not doing it. So I guess somebody's got to do it. So, and that's somebody I guess is going to be me. No. And, and, and I, and I, like I said, I, I'm very, very, very happy that you're doing it. And I want to highly encourage anybody that listens to this podcast to please check out Mormon movie review, Mormon news roundup. Uh, anything else you want to plug that you're doing? I I, I, I heard you mention you have, have a music background. If you're doing anything that you want to promote there, feel free. Well, you know, uh, I, I am a former uh, musician myself. As a matter of fact, I was a member for many years of the, uh, it used to be called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, the Orchestra Temple Square. It's been renamed. So, yeah, I love music. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big musician, and I guess that was just kind of a part of my previous life. I don't do much uh, with music anymore. I've kind of transitioned over to uh, doing news and um, uh, movie criticism, mm -hmm. and um, 
you know, I'm just, ha I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. I noticed the grand piano in the background on your stream. So that's just not for decoration that, that really gets played and everything. So well, that, actually that's just, that's just a fake background. Oh, okay. Lying. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks real, man. You fooled no, me. I, I, I thought that's in a dungeon. No, I don't so. Well, same here, but I, I given, I gave up the green scheme. Well, look, I really, really appreciate having you on. I, I want to have you on multiple times, talk about, you know, history, whatever you want to, but thank you so much for, for coming on. And, and this is a, I forgive me. D hate D. Could you pronounce it uh, D-Vase? Yeah, D-Vase. D-Vase with Mormon Movie Reviews. It's on YouTube. You can type in Mormon Movie Review and get to the site. Right now, let's get them to 100 subscribers so we can have those customized URLs. But please go check this site out because if, if you're not familiar with mormonism it's not what you think it's not it's not it, it's not a a recruiting tool it's it's very interesting and and and, and devays does a fantastic job reviewing these movies thank you once again for coming on the art of floundering podcast from uh, parts unknown colorado this is will dick i want to wish everybody peace and love peace and love and thank you very much when it comes to nicknames of the church, such as LDS Church, the Mormon Church, to remove the Lord's name from the Lord's Church is a major victory for Satan. 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 Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a being with no moral constraints. My number one goal is to hurt the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.